keeping you up to date with the latest in Texas Tech sports. This is the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T 97.3. Welcome into the initial inaugural maiden voyage, whatever you want to call it, the brand new Ask Level Podcast. First ever with the legend himself, Chris Level. Ooh, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, good to, <laughs> good to be back here. Good to be with you, man. Good for football uh, right oh, now yeah. because, you know, Woodman, you, you get the luncheons. You get the autograph signings. Mm. We have the scrimmages and the fall camps and all these things. And, and and everybody's been talking about NIL and transfer portal realignment. Now we get to the actual games. And this and this is what we love about this thing. It's the games. It's the results. It's the who played well. All these guys that we spent all this time talking about and following recruiting and all that. But the games are here and uh, fun time of year for sure. Absolutely. I mean, this is this is it. This is what we've been waiting on. Feels like you've hit just about every checkpoint, as you should, as we're finally <laughs> here in game week. But final one was a, a luncheon on, on Friday, and, and we're here. We've yeah. arrived to game week and all that, and you get Murray State, which I'm, I have one hope level. I hope I'm bored in the yeah. second half of this game. I wish they were bringing their mascot. Okay. Do, you, do you know what their mascot is? I know. Okay, they're the, they're racers, the racers, but yeah. you know specifically what it is? Is it a snake? No, oh, it's a it's a it's a racehorse, a jockey, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. a jockey, yeah, yeah that's right. That's I mean, right. They, yeah, they you know they're they're located in Murray, Kentucky, uh-huh. and so obviously the uh-huh. the bluegrass state, which is widely known for horse racing, but yeah, it's a great, yeah, the, the their their uh, their run out to lead their team out is that he's whipping that horse and uh, that jockey's on there and uh, yeah, they got blinders on the horse. I mean, right. yeah, it's just straight up, you know, it's got blue and I think blue and yellow, like checkered yeah. deal. All that. Yeah. Well, and we'll get into Murray state as we, we go along, but you know, and the crazy thing is since the opener last year, cause this is always, you, we, we live through this on a daily basis. We get some of this becomes kind of old news, but you know, when you think back and reminisce and, and you, you, you go take a, a snapshot of a year ago, I mean, that this team has had three head coaches oh. since yeah. since last year and, and in 12 months. So a lot is different about Texas sure. Tech football. A, a lot is different about the program. And I and I think it's it's uh, I think that's also caused a lot of excitement too because people are kind of fascinated to see a new era. A new guy in charge, and Joey McGuire, who's I felt like he's been reaching out and, and not necessarily physically, but touching everybody. So much of the fan base, speaking everywhere, and just being very accessible mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. And so I think people are very excited about uh, a new uh, a new era. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like I don't know about you, but to me, it feels like this is the most buzz you've had around this Texas Tech football program since maybe yeah, probably Kings yeah. Was well, Definitely, I think that when Cliff was hired, there was palpable. Uh, but I mean, because you know all those guys coming yeah. back that had played here on his staff. But yeah, and I think so much of that has been has been Coach McGuire. I mean, he's he's responsible for so much of that that buzz and that excitement and everything, just because of how exciting of a guy he is and how much energy he has. Uh, Joey Juice, as they call him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of juice. <laughs> yeah. I can't step in a room with them or watch them speak without just getting fired. Yeah, up. and that's 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 what this sport's all about, man. Yeah, and uh, I mean he he is. If for anybody that has got to meet him, he is as genuine as they come. So that's that's part of what makes him so likable. And uh, at the 
at the luncheon on Friday, it was it was funny because Tom Stone talked him up, talked about Tom Stone's as exuberant of a person as you're gonna find, but talked him up, and then he finished with two words, Coach, please win, <laughs> and that's what no that's pressure what it comes down to. That's what and and then Tom to. Tom Stone's team turned around and got a draw. And they got a draw. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the, in the days after that. Um, but yeah, you know, and I think I think Joey too is generally one. He is he is an energy guy, mm-hmm. but he is genuinely like genuine excited to be here. And I think that that has gone a long way with people. Um, I think that this is a a, um, a natural next step for him and his career. Be, being a high school coach, being a kind of a position coach slash coordinator type type uh, role at Baylor for the last four or five years, learned under Coach Rule and and obviously Dave Aranda. Both of those guys have been wildly successful in Waco, and he had a lot to do with that. And I, I just it's funny because if you talk to the people in Waco, ooh, they hated to lose him. Yeah, hated to lose him, but also wished him well. And it says a lot about Joey McGuire and that some of those Baylor draft pick type guys. Came to Lubbock, Texas, during spring football. I think prior to the draft, to just check on him and wish him well and all that. It says a lot about the man, For sure. uh, because those guys, obviously, you know, they're they're all Baylor and all that. Exactly. But I mean, they yeah. they, uh, they really think a lot about Joey. And so that that's what's fun about sports is is you, you know you and I get to be around people like that all the time, and it's uh, the, these these really good personalities. But um, yeah, Joey's. Yeah, Joey's going to be fun to root for, and you know, and and we'll we'll see what it looks like when you hit a little adversity or when you have some success. Like, well, how crazy does this thing get, or how does he handle it? Whenever, because this is all new to him too. Yeah, you know, I mean, he hasn't absolutely. I mean, we'll we'll see what it looks like if you're three and one. Look out, or if you're one and three. Uh oh, you know, I mean, well, and I, I don't, I have no idea how he will deal with that, but I do know this: he's going to be positive. He's going to be energetic no matter what, and he's going to see the big picture. And being looking off into the distance and talking to those recruits about about why they uh, they need to be up here to, to help keep this thing on the tracks. Let's step back for a moment. We'll, we'll okay. look forward to uh, Tech football plenty. I mean, get into the quarterback battle. That's finally concluded. What we're looking forward to on Saturday. It's a few of your questions uh, that you posted for this Ask Level podcast. But this is a a brand new podcast, and this is the first edition of it. Uh, we'll release this for those curious every. Every Monday, not just football season, but planning to go through basketball season and and uh, pretty well mostly year round. But it'll be just about once a week uh, every Monday. And and one question: you you've stepped away from the the mic at Double T ninety seven three, but this will be a great uh, opportunity for people to to hear you there. But one question we keep getting on Double T ninety seven three is. Is, is the level going to be there for the football games? And and you'll still be <laughs> yeah. you'll still be around on the broadcast. And, and I recruited you to come with me. <laughs> you did. This yeah. will be my uh, yeah. first full season. Yes, yeah, so choice will be traveling down the road with me. But yes, I will. I'll still be doing Texas Tech football. I I, I should be at every game but one that I'm aware of now, mm-hmm. uh, and just doing sidelines like I've always done, hosting Coach McGuire's show, which you can hear on these uh, on on these stations mm-hmm. and, and all these things, and from the studio here at Raymark Communications, but. Um, yeah, nothing changed there. I just kind of not gonna do radio on an everyday basis anymore. Uh, but had, uh, but yeah, I'll still, yeah, traveling down the road. So get ready for some road trips and get ready for some uh, interesting times uh, with with these guys. Choice, yeah, this will be your uh, maiden voyage here. 
looking forward to it. Yeah. A little nervous, but uh, no, you'll be fine. Our first uh, road trip to to Raleigh. You've been there before, right? I have uh, for Texas Tech basketball. Uh, that that was the Toby Smith's one and only NCAA yeah. tournament game. We were in Raleigh, North Carolina. Played Butler at like that eleven thirty a.m. Oh, yeah. game on a Thursday. Didn't get it done. Yeah. And then he would no longer be the coach a few uh, a few days later, basically. Weird little sequence <laughs> yeah, that's that, right, that's that went right. On there. As he would end up coaching, uh, being the Memphis Tiger head coach, and then a guy named Chris Beard would come in here. Back to Tech football, the the quarterback battle felt like that went on forever. Um, felt as as real as a of a quarterback, a three headed quarterback battle as you can find. But how? How real was the battle itself? Yeah, I, I think I think you phrased that well. I, I think that I never wavered uh, from the time that the offseason started whenever you knew who was going to be on, on the roster after you get through portal times and mm-hmm. decisions and, and, and all that. That once fall camp started, I just never wavered in that. I, I, I felt very strongly about the fact that Tyler Shuck would end up being the starter mm-hmm. and that Donovan Smith would play. I never, you know, and that's that's what I think we're going to see. Mm-hmm. I think that Joey and Zach Kitley made they made Tyler earn it. And 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 I think it says a lot about Donovan and Baron Morton because I I would you could make the argument that Baron may have the most upside out of all three of them. Sure. I think there are things that Donovan can do that the other two can't, but I think if you're looking for the 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 most polished the the guy that is going to keep the the offense moving steadily and and has has a strong arm and and all those things that's Tyler Shuck and it's not necessarily the safe answer okay by naming him the starter it, to me it was the only answer okay. uh, because I don't think I mean we think about it this way were you going to really have the youngest guy the the least experienced sure. start over these other two guys now what 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 message are you sending there and why would you do that. Mm-hmm. If he didn't just truly beat them, and this is assuming that they're all healthy and they are, right, right. But I, I, th- I think too, the thought is, do we really want Donovan just sitting over there and not doing anything to help the football team? Because when he cuts it loose and runs and throws on the run or short yardage, I mean, he's six four two forty five, you know, two thirty five somewhere in there. Yeah. He just got a skill set there that I think – I don't know if he's ready yet to drop back and beat a team throwing it 30 times a game and, and doing some of those things, but I think there's things that you need to showcase. And I, I Now, I'm fascinated to see what that looks like, though. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun to talk about, but when push comes to shove and it's third and two with two minutes to go left in the third quarter versus University of Houston and the game is tied, yeah. do, do you take Tyler Shuck out and put Donovan Smith in? I mean that that's where we'll kind of really find out. But I think in the opener, I think you could absolutely see a lot of things because it also puts stress on the opponent because it's these are all things they've got to practice for too. Sure. And yeah. and, and you know what what helps is it's not like you're just putting a freshman back there. If you do get into these pressure packed situations, a third and two tie ball game or it's like do we trust Donovan Smith here? At least he's had the, that experience under his belt last season where yeah. you you feel like if was MVP to, of the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, I mean, he's he, you. You've got such a luxury right now at the quarterback position mm-hmm. of of guys with experience and talent that uh, you you feel like if you do go through any attrition there, that you you still feel good about that position this year. They can win. They can win games. They can win Big Twelve games with any one of these three guys. And I think that as Joey has told a variety of people in media settings and in speaking engagements. 
not necessarily going to be worried about you know running these guys because mm-hmm. of that depth. Not going to try to put any of them in bubble wrap and just get you know that that the running game at the QB position needs to be a bit of a threat. Not that you're going to run Tyler Shuck ten times or anything, right. but I think that you know. And, and again, he he broke his collarbone scoring oh, a touchdown right. in Austin. Yeah. You know, running it and and scored on that play, and then the trajectory of the season kind of changed at that point. But I just think that all those all those comments and that commentary from Joey really speaks to how much they think of Donovan and and Barron, much less obviously Tyler Shuck. So, uh, but away we go. But that's that's QB one. But I, I know there's going to be QB one and a half, or however you want to phrase that, at some level. And I don't know if they'll find stuff for Barron or not, but I mean that's just kind of where you're at. I mean I think that you're in a really good spot at that position, and you have better depth in your QB room than most anybody in the league. Yeah, in my opinion. And Donovan, you think is the true backup here? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the the question you see, and he's a team captain too, Choice. I think we need to mention that Donovan Smith is a team captain. So was Tyler Shuck. That tells you a lot about who those kids are, absolutely, and how their teammates view them. Absolutely. So the question or the concern or the worry we see posed all the time, okay, do we have to worry? And, and it's the nature of the beast that is college athletics now, especially the quarterback position. Should be, we be worrying about one of those guys leaving in the offseason? Well, I, I think if, if, if things play out the way that everybody hopes, Tyler Shuck will leave, and he'll go play at the next level in some whatever that looks like, whether that's NFL or XFL or whatever. He will be being paid to play next year. He does have another year after this one that he could come back, Mm -hmm. but I think in the natural progression of things, it's kind of Tyler and Donovan this year, and then it's Donovan and and Barron in some order next year. But, again, things change. Uh, We know what a football season looks like, and you can get – Curveballs thrown at you often, whether it's injury or inefficiency or whatever. But uh, I think that's that's the way that everybody would hope for. Turn the page towards Saturday. Okay, looking towards Murray State. I mean, it's an FCS, but unfortunately, you've struggled with FCS opponents the last two times around. Houston Baptist in 2020, way too close for comfort. Last year, you win by I believe six points against Stephen F. Austin. So. In the good times, you obviously want to beat down these these FCS teams and and really not look back. But you've had some some squeakers. Should we expect any sort of worry from this Murray State team? Great question. <laughs> uh, they they are coming off back to back winning seasons, uh, five and two in the pandemic year. I think they were six and five last year. This is their third year uh, with their head coach and Dean Hood. They've got a quarterback that's back and a running back that's pretty good. They've got some good linebackers back. But, you know, theoretically, no, you shouldn't worry about it. Mm-hmm. However, in the portal era, true, yeah. I think teams even that way, at that level, they can beef up and, and add guys and guys get spun down. And they've got Ohio, an Ohio State guy on their roster. They've got some different... Uh, pieces on the on their roster that they've been able to add some depth to, so it's not like you're going to be just young and undersized and all right. these things with these teams. So that's the tricky part. You've been able to address that too, like everybody, to where okay, if you have a weakness, you can go shopping, you can go fix it, you know, w- theoretically or try to. Mm-hmm. And and same goes for a team like Murray State. I don't expect much trouble. However, you just never know, and I think that the portal era, everything can be a bit scarier than it used to be, just because. A team like that can they can go? You want to offer up playing time to a kid that's sitting there third string in a power five? We, we've got it. Come be a starter. Come be an all conference guy. By the right. way, they are 
going to be in their last year in the Ohio Valley. Okay. Okay. Next year, that they, they, they were part of realignment this summer, is announced they will join the Missouri Valley next year. If you're interested in such things. Okay. Yeah. I got to be honest, and this is just probably, you know, advertising my ignorance. Didn't know uh, Murray State had a football team until I saw it on the schedule a couple of years ago. <laughs> the Racers. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I've known them for basketball. Of course, John Morant most recently. And, yeah. You know, this you know how many bowl games they've been to? At least according to their, their data. What, what do you got? They're 0-1 in, in their all-time bowl record. 0-1 all-time yeah. bowl record. Yeah. Right. But I guess they're, they do the playoff thing and uh, FCS and all that stuff, too. But so, anyway. hopefully you don't have to worry about the Racers. Hopefully Saturday is more about... Okay, what we want to see from Texas Tech. That's what these FCS games should be. So what are you looking forward to seeing the most in, in game one of the Joey McGuire era? Yeah, I, I, I think that people are fascinated to see kind of Zach Kitley's uh, play calling, you know, what, what it looks like under mm-hmm. him. We know what it looked like at Western Kentucky. We know what it looked like when he was here under Cliff Kingsbury and learning under, under Cliff's but w- w- now that he's got this personnel and this yeah. group and the question marks maybe at offensive line and some unknown wide receivers to sure. a lot of folks, well, what's it look like? I think, uh, I think too, I'm, I'm curious to see if anybody steps up at the linebacker position because you, you start looking around and you've had some really good linebackers around this place for several years now and guys that have played or got a cup of coffee in the NFL. I mean, you know, Colin School and Rico Jeffers. I mean, Dakota Allen before that, Jordan Brooks mixed in there. I mean, you've, you've had some really stalwarts at that position. I don't know if you necessarily have that this year. And that's the question mark. O-line on offense, linebacker on defense. Yeah. That's where I highlight. I'm kind of really curious to see kind of what those positions look like. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I will tell you, Jacob Rodriguez at linebacker is a name I'd watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offensive line, you He's know, from Wichita Falls originally. Yeah, Wichita yeah. Falls writer and and signed uh, to play at University of Virginia yeah. as a quarterback. Yeah. But he's a Swiss Army knife. I mean, at least he was in high school. He was playing safety. He's playing quarterback. Well, now you look at him, and you're not doing anything but playing linebacker. He doesn't have a neck on him. He's just one of those guys that just plays <laughs> hard, very smart football player. He, I don't think he'll start. But I think he's a guy that I would I would point folks toward and say pay attention to this kid because he's gonna I think walked on but I think initially but he's either already on or about to be on scholarship like sure. any any minute or in the next several months or whatever I mean yeah. it's, it's gonna happen for him and then offensively yeah you're right I mean we talked about the play calling and just identity because Zach wants to run it I know that that's, that was the criticism where people are like man he doesn't want to run the ball yes he does. Their guys were hurt at Western Kentucky. He played to his strengths. They averaged 44 points a game. I mean, so he, he knows what Sir Roderick and Taj Brooks and those guys are capable of. And I just don't know yet, and it, or if they know what Coach Hamby and Coach Kitley will be dealing with up front mm-hmm. yet. I mean, because that's a new group. There's there's depth there. You're going to have a new center. You've got a new right tackle. I mean, you've got some new things up there uh, to add to uh, Western Wright and, and Caleb Rogers. But how quickly does that group mesh? What's the chemistry look like? Are they better at pass pro or or want to push people off the ball? Sure. He knows these answers, right. or maybe thinks they know these answers. But then you won't, you're not going to see it until. And then on on Saturday against Murray State, you're not necessarily going to empty your bucket and show Houston everything. You know, there, there'll be some of that too. And yeah. we we kept it pretty vanilla. We did this. You know, you don't want to show that, that Houston game is massive. I know it was last year, but guess what? It is again. Yeah. You know, so that there there's those components you have to think about as well. You mentioned a word in there, identity. What 
what does that look like for this particular team? Because Joey McGuire is a defensive-based mm-hmm. coach. He, he started on the defensive side of the ball, and and he, he has preached that since day one that, that he was in the press conference. We will play defense at Texas Tech. But he's also talked about the the collaboration of defense and offense. You don't bring Zach Kitley in if all your all your concern is about defense. So where's where are we going to find the identity in this team? You know, I I don't like on the field schematically. I don't know if we can sit back and say this is at the end of the day they're going to be able to do this or that, run it or mm-hmm. create takeaways or what what they're going to hang their hat on. Going into the season, though, I feel very strongly that their identity initially, and this may end up being, you know, what Joey would hope it would be from now until he's not here anymore, sure. is that they're going to play hard. Okay. They're going to play harder than their team, and they're going to have the energy that he has. He demands it, and th- this is the culture that he has kind of tried to cultivate and and demand and push. He's had fun with them. He's coached them hard. But they seem to buy in. You know, we, none of us look at a cactus the same way again. <laughs> There's all these different dynamics, and it all points to trying to play hard and playing together and rooting for each other and being on the same page and just being excited to play. I mean, you've got the Raider walk that's going to be back and trying to engage with the fan base. But that, to me, that's what the identity will be early on. And you may not, you may not win some of these games. You may run out of time. But I guarantee you he's going to have his kids playing hard. To me, that's what they'll hang their hat on initially here until we get the other stuff figured out. All right, Level. Uh, we're going to finish up with some Went quick, Level didn't it? questions. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it's blown by already. Yeah. But we've got a handful of questions, and you guys can submit these on Twitter. You can tweet at double T973. You can uh, tweet at Chris Level, at Choice Woodman, and we'll, we'll find a way to get some of these questions in every single week. Um, here's a fun one. That this is perfect before the season. Ben asks if you're offered a guaranteed two and two versus the other Texas schools this year, would you take it or roll the dice? So the other ones are versus Houston, versus Texas, versus Baylor, the three home games, and then you got one on the road at TCU. I probably would uh, because Baylor, because three of those four are ranked in the top 25 in the preseason, depending on where you look. And so if you tell me that, that I could either. You know, I guess, and, and I think a lot of people think a lot of TCU as well. They're kind of a fringe top twenty-five team, and maybe have an outside shot to win the league and, and, and things like that. I probably would take it, not to be negative or glass half empty. I would just say, if you give me a bird in the hand, type because of where those teams are. Mm-hmm. Now we may look up in six weeks, and none of those teams are ranked. True. But I think Baylor. A lot of people feel like they may win the league or in a really good position to do so. Yeah. Uh, Houston is, you know, the only game that they lost last year was against you. And then they're going to be a handful <laughs> right. because they, they're probably better than Texas is right now on paper uh, and, and whatnot. So I, I probably would take that and and see what else, what other damage I could do because you just need four more to get try to get to a bowl game. Because I don't know what the realistic expectations are with this season. I know what they are internally versus what they are from the media and externally, hmm. and those are vastly different. But I'm just trying to see, can you build some momentum and get to the postseason in back-to-back years and then and, and start this arrow pointing up, keep it pointing up. You know, yeah. that, that's where I would look. Another question for Ask Level here. Uh, when is a timeline we might see some 
indoor renderings of the new facilities. We've seen drawings inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think one step at a time. I think, though, that after the season is over, they're going to start, you know, they're going to be cranes and there's going to be a lot of chaos going on over there. They're (laughs) going to try to get, get going with that quickly because it's a. 12 to 18 month project and it's all going to be happening at once instead of these phases Mm -hmm. so short-term pain long-term gain kind of uh, scenario so i don't know if you're there yet on uh, how they want to look indoor i Mm -hmm. think you have seen some some looks of kind of what the player tunnel will be like entering the stadium and they've got similar to at&t stadium where the cowboys play in arlington you've got you know, maybe a club area on sure. one side for fans. You've got another area for recruits and things like that. But yeah, you'll start to see uh, more glimpses as the fall goes along. I think, and certainly by the time I would think, either by the time or shortly after they start construction on. But some of those minute details maybe are still being worked out. People were ready for yeah. just the whole thing in general to see what it looked like. Now you've got it. Now, now they want to see the inside too. Uh, this going back to the gridiron and asking about the young pups. Have there been any freshmen that have stood out in fall camp besides uh, Ty Canna and Joseph Adedire? Those two you mentioned, I think on offense, I think Koi Aiken, uh, Tyler King, um, I think Cameron Valdez has missed some camp. Well, he was, he's a red shirt, mm-hmm. uh, but he's still guys that you haven't seen play yet. Sure. There, there's certainly some freshmen that are, I think, in, you know, able to help you. Defensively, though, you have to remember they're really old on that side of the ball on mm-hmm. purpose. So it, it it says a lot about Adadire and says a lot about Kana that one linebackers kind of some question. There's some and and so is your your defensive your edge type guys. Mm-hmm. That's why those guys have come in and and all that. But on offense, I mean, you've got plenty of room for to try to help Miles Price in the slot. Uh, there, there's some, you know, because you, you graduated quite a few guys last year, you know, and, yeah. and, as far as skill goes. And so, uh, that, you know, and, and I don't think you're ready to look at any of your offensive linemen for, for freshman help. And obviously you didn't, you don't have a freshman quarterback coming here uh, other than, you know, uh, Baron Morton being a redshirt freshman. But th- those would be right. two names on either side of the ball that I would give you. And, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just take the baton and agree with the guys on defense and give you those two other wideouts as well. All right, you're going to have to help me. I'm You're a lot younger and hipper than me, at least by uh, soul. Okay. All right. I don't know about that. Cap or no cap? I still don't know how to do this thing. The old school double T. I'm going to make sure I say this right. I, I, <laughs> I, am, uh, I love the old school double T. Okay. I think that wins. So old school double T, no cap. Okay. I think I said that right. I think you got it right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got four kids. I still can't figure it all out. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's too too tough. So you think we'll see it on a uniform at some point this year? See the throwback version? Of I, I would set the odds as yes, yeah. but I can't guarantee that. Um, you know, they, they always have fun with the uniform stuff around here. And I, I think it's so fun that the fans are, it drives, it drives people like you probably crazy. Cause you could ask about it all the time. What are they wearing? All that. But it's become a thing. The uniform reveal oh, for yeah. each team, High school, college, all that stuff, and now the pro NFL has even kind of added a. They've kind of thrown some curveballs in there where you can kind of have some alternate type stuff, and they've changed the rules there. So, yeah, the uniform thing is a whole a whole thing in and of its own. But I, I hope that you get to see some old school stuff this year, and I think you will. All right, last question for Ask Level: Who's the one player that nobody's talking about that you think they will be talking about later in the season? Brady Boyd, receiver, Minnesota okay. transfer from South Lake Carroll. He will catch most of everything that's thrown to him. He's a smart football player. He looks like so many of the receivers that have come through this program 
that just makes plays. He's not big and fast and all that, but he's a really good at footballing. And so I, I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna gamble there because I don't think a lot of people are talking about him. But I bet you he starts making some plays and converting, moving the chains, converting third down. So I'm gonna go with Brady Boyd. And he'll play inside and outside this year. I would say yes. Okay, a little bit, a little yeah. bit of both. Just, just yeah, they'll move those guys around all over the place. Tight ends are gonna line up outside. You're gonna do a variety of different things, all kinds of stuff. That that's what Zach Kitley has fun with. And we'll get to see two tight ends on the field at the same time, right? Maybe even three. Wow. Yeah. Depending you got, on you got yeah. three good ones. So. Yeah, you do. So it'll be fun. Keep hope alive, people. Enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do this again next week. Appreciate it, Level. This has been the Ask Level podcast through the Double T 97.3 and 100.7 The Score Network. You've been listening to the Ask Level podcast, powered by Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT973.com.